We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Party. This is Kirk Henderson, Editor-in-Chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. It is about 1045 here on Friday, December 16th. Thank you so much for choosing to spend part of your Friday, Saturday, weekend, whatever it is, with me. Uh, For those of you who just watched, we watched a really surprising and just delightful beatdown of the... uh, Portland Trailblazers. That is the sixth straight Dallas win over the Trailblazers, as Josh Bo just informed me on our recap podcast. And the Mavericks have really just whooped them repeatedly. It's it's kind of strikes me as one of these styles make fights games where the the Trailblazers just don't have a reasonable answer for Luca. And when they have to throw somebody at him, one of their more like let's just say Justice Winslow, who's a more defensive minded player, it gunks up what makes their offense really cook. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it's nice to win despite some of our protestations, you know, frustrations with kid frustrations with Cuban. I think all of us still really want the Mavericks to win. It's not fun doing this when they lose. It's fun to bitch. Don't get me wrong, but it's much more fun to win. Uh, and that's sort of how, how, you know, I, I feel about things when, you know, you get news yesterday that Maxi Kleba is ostensibly out for the season until he's not. It really felt like this this just might be the start of something dark, and instead they came out and kicked the shit out of Portland. Um, and it's time for us to really give it up to super genius and head coach Jason Kidd, who opted to play his two best players together to really surprising results in that they looked fucking awesome and scored 65 combined points. Ugh. Why is basketball not hard? <laughs> I mean, it is really hard. It's very complicated, but sometimes coaches and stuff make it super complicated. Like, I understand that you maybe don't want to like spam a pick and roll and figure out how to how to to guard it in the playoffs and stuff like that. But the Mavericks need to make the playoffs. So if that means playing their two best players, so that they get five to ten games over five hundred. So be it. Let's see it. Okay, 
So the Mavericks play the Cavs tomorrow night. I am exhausted because I was up for like 26 straight hours. Uh, I want to go to bed soon. So let's hang out, relish in this game, and let's try to keep it maybe under 40 minutes tonight. Coming up first, I want to hear from Chris Haley, who drove from 95 hours away <laughs> or wherever he lives in Texas to to watch the game live. So what's Yeah, up, I live man? in San Angelo, about four hours away from Dallas. Yeah, it was fun tonight, and I think I might be the good luck guy because this is my second game I've gone to this season, and both games have been a blowout. So it was the Memphis game Ooh. And, and this game. So I might have to need to go to more games just to kind of help you guys out. So <laughs> help the team out. That. Yeah, it was um, just, just being – yeah, it was fun. Um the whole Christian Wood thing, I just oh that Luca dunk, oh my! I had a perfect view for that. That was that was that was awesome. Um, so I, I want to hear from the chat too. I want to hear your response. Was that the best Luca dunk of his career? I, I, it has to be at least top three. I mean, he doesn't have that many dunks, so it's all kind of. There's the the one that I really like struck me is like that should be his career definer is the the one in Denver that was should have been a game winner but got ruled off because the Mavericks couldn't play defense his rookie year, right? And then that one. That was awesome. Right. It, it kind of sucked. When you were there, I couldn't see Luca play the fourth, but I know we got to get got a game tomorrow, so obviously he's, he's going to need to rest. But it, it, this has to be the game where it shows you Christian Wood needs to start. I mean, I, do you think it's a case of Dwight Powell starting? Like, it doesn't matter how we start. It's how we finish. Is that – Jason Kidd's thing, or does Dwight have the dirt on somebody? No, I mean, some some <laughs> of this is – I really think it's how we finish because Powell's not more than a 20-minute-a-game player, and you do have to spread minutes around. Right. I mean, and he wasn't Luka, in, I mean, after the first quarter, I don't think our – maybe he started the third. I don't even remember, but um, – Well, he started the third and got he, – he left the game with a thigh contusion. He he might be missing some time. Ooh, see, he, I, I didn't even notice. When you're there in the moment, you just don't know. Sure. I just didn't notice he, he got – he uh, was he, – he was doing kind of like the, the old Tyson Chandler verticality, but only, you know, with his short, stubby arms, and got kneed right above his knee on the inside of his thigh oh, and God. basically hobbled to the locker room. So, Well, here we go. Th- this could be like a blessing in disguise. I don't want anybody ever be hurt, but Christian Wood – is probably going to be starting now. And he has to, unless unless JaVale McGee starts, in which case we riot. <laughs> God, he embarrassed himself out so there. You, <laughs> as long as we understand that JaVale McGee is starting. Like, this is <laughs> – Right, like, right. This is, it's going to happen that way. But, uh, no, it's, it feels great to get a win because I was uh, – last thing, I, I was just driving to Dallas and just hearing that After Dark uh, podcast you had, and it, it just got really dark in there. Man, you know? I was – I'll tell you what. It, so I woke up at 4.30, drove to A&M, waited 10 hours for, like, dog vet appointments, then drove home. And I, 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 I was busy arguing all morning with people. Like, Bob Sturm of The Ticket had some tweets. I just – I disagree with every single one of his basketball takes on Twitter. I just got to get that out in the open because even tonight he's like, what if we drafted our next playmaker? It's like Jaden Hardy plays seven minutes. Can we relax? But he had made, he was making some really truly like factually incorrect arguments about the bucks, about how they weren't good until they traded for drew holiday. They won 60 games in 56 games that the, hmm. it's like they fired Jason Kidd and then they started winning a ton of games. Anyways, I was, and I was like angry online because I was exhausted. And then you get the maxi news. And I went from being pissy to being like legitimately depressed. Because right. Maxi is is by all intents and and you know I still don't know how to feel about the season, but Maxi is kind of the keystone where he can't play more than twenty five minutes, but those twenty five minutes are damn important. Right. One one quick question before I get off. Like worst case scenario, I, I don't think we're bad enough because I think we're definitely good enough to make the plan. Right. But let's say we're let's say if we're bad enough not to make it, so we we keep our draft pick. Are we done with this whole Knicks? 
trade. Yes, or- if they if they send the pick to the Knicks, i.e., after so the, the the only the only time we know when the pick conveys is after the like the draft lottery, where okay. that's where it conveys officially. I'm pretty sure. But it's before the draft, so it's it is what it is. Like that's well, when if we keep if we keep our pick, does that delay it like a couple more years where we might have to give them a pick twenty twenty five? It does. Oh, see, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, we're not done with that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's like this is why pick protections. Like I'm of the opinion, it's a it's an inside baseball thing, but pick protections I think should be outlawed. I also think the NBA should really consider rescinding the Stepien rule. Where if you don't know what the Stepien rule is, essentially the Cleveland Cavaliers traded tons of back-to-back picks in the late in the mid to late '80s, hmm. um, and they were just awful. Like, the, the, like we're talking horrendous trades, like the most one-sided stuff kind of in NBA history. Now, the secret fact that doesn't get discussed about this is that they often traded with the Dallas Mavericks, which is why <laughs> yeah, the Mavericks but- went from being a fran- a uh, a franchise startup in 1980. By 1988, they're making the conference finals. Like that, that's hard to do. And they did it by basically fleecing the Cavs. I, that's also my theory, my karma theory, why the Mavericks never, uh, uh trade up, um, move up in the lottery because they get, they sold their souls to in the, in the stepping yeah. club. Anyways, I'm off on a tangent when I said I didn't want to talk that long. <laughs> well, hopefully the, the, the Knicks won't uh, hunt, uh, you know, the Mavs for Lucas' first 10 years of his career. So, Hopefully we, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll just move on from that. I'll let somebody else come up, but yeah, sure. great friend tonight. So. All right, man. Talk soon. Drive safe. Okay. Coming up next, let's go with Troy. Cause Troy has a fantastic jacket as his avatar. What's up, man? Kirk, you said it right. When you said this game was delightful. It was just, we had it, you know, second half we came in, didn't let up. And it was because of offense. And I get it. Jay Kidd wants to build defense, and that's great. And we are. We don't have defensive players. Especially with Maxie out and Josh Green out. Oh, wait. We have to play guys that can score. Let's let's 2002 the shit out of this Mavericks team and just go nuts. Yeah, let's see how it goes. Oh, wait. Yeah. We're scoring all over the place. So... I get it, and I want to have a defensive team. I really do. But when you have these guys that can score, like Seawood and Dimwitty to a point, especially Luca, you know, let's just beat the pants off of these guys by scoring. Let's not try and create identity that that isn't who we are. You know, that's my. T- I mean, that's sort of where I've been for a while because unless you have two-way players you cannot build a two-way team last year's Mavericks sort of found two-way players that they played seven and a half guys from January 1st on and now one of the key cogs in that is probably going to miss they said six to eight weeks dudes who tear their hamstring are never the same again like again it is a catastrophic injury particularly for somebody that uses verticality and quickness like Maxi does so I'm very sad but right now with where we are with the team that we have, let's see how many games they can win. I understand it's not a recipe for playoff success, but did anybody with this team think we were really going to do anything in the playoffs? I just want to get there. Yeah, agreed. And it's it's so tight, this race in the Western Conference, that you win two, three, four games in a row, you're, you're right back in there. 
You know, I mean, Memphis, Memphis, I think, is riding a seven game win streak and they're on top of the West after being middle of the pack. I mean, that, that's exactly right. All right. Well, Kirk, appreciate you. That's all I want to say. I'll sure. uh, let someone else jump in. All right. Talk soon, bud. Let's see here. Let's go to Matt. Welcome to the show, Matt. Been a long time since you've been sure. in here. What's going on? I can. Hey, it's been a while since I've been on this uh, green room. So I thought I'd hop on here. Um, really big fan. Thanks so much for everything you do. Um, so this is a huge, huge win for us. I think, um, I think just the fact that, uh, Portland is pretty hot before this game. Yep. Um, and they got a good start to the season and kind of fell off a little bit, but you know, they were pretty hot before this game. I was thinking this may be, this may possibly be a loss, but I, I think the Mavs responded pretty well. Um, do you really think that Jason Kidd could possibly, try and start JaVale tomorrow. I, oh, yes. I sincerely hope not. But. Oh, yes. And it's less for me being in – and I promise it's less me being an ass and more for the same reason that I think he starts white, <laughs> where they want to they want to control minutes. Um, and you just got to do something. But Yeah, because I, I – honestly, I was kind of su- – not really surprised, but I was hoping that they would start Wood tonight with the, the Maxi injury, and then I saw Dwight Powell still out there. I'm just like, gosh, dang it, man. I mean, it's going um, to be like 2020, like 2027, and Dwight Powell is still going to be starting basketball. Again. <laughs> For sure, yeah. So um, something real quick. Uh, I listened to one of your um, After Dark podcasts, and I know you mentioned that Isaac Harris of Locked On Mavs had uh, originally praised the JaVale McGee trade. Yep. Um, and it was really funny because he's actually rescinded that. Oh, I know since. he has. I just, I, I it's like, cause it's, it's the same thing with, with my takes on Brunson. Like you put something that spicy into the universe, folks let you hear about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I just thought that was funny, but, um, man, he, even in garbage time, he really didn't look the greatest, but well, he tweet, like, I don't know if you're on Twitter, the motherfucker tweeted at halftime, a bunch of photos of himself going into games in different outfits and I saw, I saw the tickets. Um, Jake Kemp t- tweet out like, "Are you serious with this?" Because I just missed it. I don't follow Javale at all because I, I don't want to lose my mind. And it's like he's just not a serious basketball player. He's going to be on our team for years though, because if, if they can't, unless they trade him for salary reasons, he's he's not going nowhere. Man, that's no, I didn't know that. I'm not on Twitter at all, which yeah. may be a, like a good or bad thing but. oh it's a great thing for your sanity though it is fun <laughs> mid-game he but it's like it's one of these things where players are not supposed there's a thing with kevin love years ago where he got in trouble for like tweeting during a game it's just one of those things it's like categorically frowned upon now it was probably like a scheduled thing that he misscheduled i do that all the time but it still really made me laugh where i'm just like if this is not emblematic of what this guy is doing with the mavericks then i don't know what is because it's a bunch of nothing and like buff you know it just it's it's so silly. So is that as bad as getting a hot dog during halftime? Ooh, good God, what a great callback. <laughs> I don't know. The hot dog thing might be the best thing that ever like it's such a funny thing. Well, the funny thing, uh, uh, yeah, uh, we'll we'll see if possibly uh Nerlens gets back on the map. God. I don't know if that's possible. I've not addressed but... that because it wouldn't be good for Josh Bo's mental health cuz Bo <laughs> loved Nerlens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, I'll I'll get off here in a second, but I, I, I do want to emphasize I totally agree. I think we really need to just emphasize our strength on offense and 
Um, definitely, like you said, saw that with Christian Wood and Luca playing together. Well, um, here's, here's the funny part, Matt. Josh Bowe has figured this out because he uses all these fancy basketball stats. I'm too stupid to figure out. But the Mavericks play the second best defense in the league off, or, off of a made basket. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I've heard you say that a lot. So, yeah. So why don't we score a bunch of points? And maybe they'll play better defense. <laughs> that's a good. <laughs> hey, that's a good. That's a good argument for sure. It it, it is really funny though how Jason Kidd's probably going to be forced now to start Christian Wood, and that's been a subject for a while. Um, I I think there there was you know two camps of people that were thinking that you know it doesn't necessarily matter if you start because you're going to get it more so matters if you finish and how many sure. and how many minutes you get, but it's at this point where we've had so many bad starts that that Cleveland start was terrible. I mean, I, I can't believe I watched that whole game. Um, and, uh, it's gotten to the point where you just need to get good starts now. So at that point, I would agree that it does matter who starts. (laughs) Um, so we'll, we'll see kind of what goes on from here. Um, the good thing is, is that Luca did rest the whole fourth quarter. So hopefully that helps tomorrow. It so. does. I, I'm really glad about that. I, I looked this up during the game. Luca has now, where is my Twitter feed? Really, really great audio content. Luca has now scored 890 points in 989 minutes. He is a good basketball player. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of talk. Uh, I need to get off, but I mean, oh, there, nice. was a, there was a lot of talk I know about his uh, body language the last game. And, um, Simply Biased was <laughs> – I don't know if you're familiar with his stuff on YouTube, but um, Simply Biased was talking about it oh, quite yeah. a bit too. And, you know, it, it's – I completely get his frustrations, but I, I think maybe an unpopular take. I mean, I it, it probably is getting to the point where some of his reactions on the court are getting pretty toxic. But he, he seemed to really bounce back tonight. Like, I, I feel like – beginning of the game he was not showing very much pushback or negative emotion at all so i'm pretty sure he's probably pretty cognizant of um hopefully he's aware of how the body language can really affect you know i know he's still young but it's he's the leader of this team and he he just has to grow into that um so you know i love luca he is so he's everything for this team he's not perfect he still has some things to work on and you know, kind of just controlling emotions and body language is one of them. Um, and, you know, but he'll, I, I have confidence he'll get better, especially if they win. Winning solves I do too. a lot of things. So that's right. Um, winning, thank winning you. Cures all. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much for letting me on. Uh, have a good rest of your night. Thanks, bud. Hope you come back. All right. Let's go to Ewan. What's happening, guy? What's up? Ah, oh, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Winning, winning is good. Yeah, that was yeah, that was good. That was that was, man. Luca, Luca, Luca. Um, he's given us a lot of highlight plays over the last week. <laughs> he's just doing his thing. So we didn't talk about this because we were mad after the Cavs game. The replay of his behind the back pass through traffic to the corner is one of the silliest things he's ever done. Yeah, the Tim Hardaway, right? Yeah, that was. Yeah. That was, and even even tonight, the the fake, the ball fake, like he just he he like. His right hand, he like he's passing it, but he had the ball in his left hand, and he did the fake with the right hand, and then that got the defender moving that way, and it's like, 
all that happens, it happens so slow, but at the same time, in his brain is happening so fast. It's like, it's crazy. Like in, in the post game, you know, um, they was doing like a replay of the whole situation and they were showing, you know, of course you got to respect the shot because he can shoot from anywhere. The guy defender comes up down. Like you got, it's just, he just uh, the ultimate weapon on the court. It's well, just, I still like, as he's going through it, the thought does, it just never crosses my mind that Luke is going to dunk the basketball. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because he's just so like, 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 nonchalant, like oh, I'm just gonna yeah, just get like... through, and then boom. And I was like, I was in the kitchen making a drink, and I never yell at the TV anymore because it's just my wife's tired, my dogs are asleep, and I and I go, oh, <laughs> from like all the way across the room, like that was it was great. That's that's why we watch hoops though. Yeah, the Denver the Denver dunk is probably the best dunk of his career so far because like. That dunk was a dunk. Like, they was not expecting that at all. And Nobody remembers it, though, because they fucking lost. But yeah, that was an a, incredible dunk. Yeah, he missed the free throw on that and one. Oh, that's that, right. That, that's what yeah, it was. He missed, he missed the free throw. Yeah. He missed the free throw. So that that, that that's what killed that. And, um, you know, try to keep it all positive tonight. But Frank, Frank actually, he actually played well tonight. He actually played better than DFS tonight. So that was, like. You know, that was that was good to see him actually, you know, put the ball on the floor and put the ball in the basket, you know, some kind of positive on the offensive end. And um, like everyone was saying, like the pick and roll with Luca and Wood is just like it's like maximize your best play. It's like you said, we have the best defense out of made baskets. We just have to emphasize scoring the ball and then and when everybody's going, then they'll be more hyped to play defense. That's just the logic is there. Just I understand why kid won't do it from a coaching tactic perspective, but you got to look at your guys. It's not like you have a bunch of hungry dogs out there waiting to go, you know, slap the floor and play defense like it's Duke in 1992. Like this is this is a group of guys that like scoring. Like they they the renewable energy source for the Mavericks is buckets. Yeah, and like like I said on the last on the last one when we lost um last um green room um when I was talking about Luca shot attempts like they had a, a stat that Luca has ninety one percent of his shots made is if unassisted if, unassisted yeah like that shows the guy's working man and I mean he's <laughs> he's he's working and you know sometimes when you know he go for the rebound and he he's on the floor for like you know he takes a nap it's like he's getting clobbered going to rebound because he's our best rebounder so sometimes you know that that takes a toll. And then lastly is Spence. I don't know. You know, we always talk about his three-point percentage. Like, yo, can he keep it up? Can he keep it up? But as a spot-up shooter, this guy is like money right now. It's like you get him the ball. He's just, I don't know. He just, he automatic right now. He's looking like. The catch-and-shoot stuff is pretty impressive. Yeah. It, it's it's just pretty impressive. I mean, the Mavericks, this was this was a nice bounce back win in a lot of ways. I, I don't know if we're going to be feeling that we're, you know, the Cavs are really good. Do you want to, you want to know something? I just want to share this with the group. Everybody's already listened to the podcast tomorrow, but for you guys who are listening live, are you going to know this? What do you think Donovan Mitchell is shooting uh, on um, basically off the dribble threes? Like guess a percentage. Yeah. I listened to the pod, so I know what a percentage is, but <laughs> for, yeah, yeah. The, the chat's already thrown it in 45%. It's 46%. Yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy. That's fu- it's disgusting. Well, you know, at, at least you know Grant went off the last time against us. At least we focused on not letting you know him kill us again. So you know, it seems like the defense is is you know we getting more keen in defensively. So hopefully tomorrow we can um you know try our best to at least contain Mitchell a, a little bit. You know, so yeah. But so um, at least we're both coming off a of back to back. 
because he, yeah. he was eight of fifteen from three tonight. What the fuck? But the 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 efficiency of Luca and Wood tonight, you know, pretty much what eleven of seventeen, eleven of eighteen, like you got to keep that going. Spread the ball, you know, move past the ball around, but like you said, spam the pick and roll, spam the pick and roll because they don't yeah. know what to do. They don't know. What I don't to care do. if there's tape of it for the playoffs. Let's get to the playoffs. Exactly. All right. Talk we'll, soon. Thanks we'll, for hanging. Tomorrow we'll be back at it. That's right. Okay, coming up next then, Brandon, what's up? Oh, I'll tell you, I'm tired. Brandon, you there? Audio uh, might not have picked up for him yet. Um, all right, we'll invite you back up here in a few minutes. Um, let's go then with Rain. How you doing, Rain? Hopefully you can continue the rest of your day in a good mood after after this game. Um, hit the Hit the unmute button there. think i can hear you not sure all right we'll invite you back up here in a second um once we figure out audio issues this is advertiser content brought to you by frito-lay hello i'm chip murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament tonight we'll break down we break down who will be cutting cut what are you two doing sorry chip Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito All right, my guy Clint. Mavs Moneyball's own, even though you don't write anything for me these days. God, that's a funny profile photo. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. Uh, so, hey, I was at a very mediocre stand-up comedy show, and I missed this game. So am I to understand the Mavs are good again? I mean, they look good. They look great. They 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 did the weird thing where they played good players together, and happy basketball was 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 had. That's some radical coaching. So you're saying they put the best guys out there at the same time? They did, and it worked. They they overwhelmed Portland. Interesting. Uh, you know, it sounds a little too new age for me. I don't know if they can maintain <laughs> it. Um, I'm much more of the Jason Kidd style of like. Uh, Pissing off your best players. So, yards uh, in a cloud of dust basketball. Exactly. So, I just, I'm afraid that a uh, kid is getting a little too woke. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, okay. That's one of the funniest things that's ever been said on this podcast. You're ridiculous. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Kirk. Um, hey, I don't have a whole lot to add, obviously, because I didn't see the game. I just uh, wanted to say thanks for, for covering it. I'm sorry. I'll try to write something soon. Um, I kind of think of myself as like the Theo Pinson of Mavs Money. You're Bar. a good writer and a funny guy, and you just need to do it more often and not worry about it. Like I, you got to understand, Clint. I said yeah, after the last game that the Christian Wood experience isn't for me, and he put up 32 points tonight. Like, you, you know, you go. It's it's just like going. Up, I, I imagine it's not dissimilar from going up on stage as a, as a stand up comedian like you do on occasion and just bombing. 
Yeah, I didn't bomb tonight, but I did for the first time get like actively heckled, by the way, um, where I, you know, a lot of times it's fun to like make a self-deprecating joke. If something doesn't work, sure. you'll kind of comment on that. And I, I had a somewhat dirty joke that didn't work. And I just said something like, you know, is this a Sunday school meeting or something like that? And a lady just said, no, that just wasn't funny. <laughs> really loud. And I was and I was like. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It wasn't. Yeah, there's nothing else to say. But, but <laughs> the thing right, is, but... the thing is, uh, the reason I don't write more Kirk is because there's just so many brilliant writers at Mavs Moneyball doing so much good stuff that I'm usually just looking for a dumb joke, and those don't always come out as well. But here's the thing, Clint. I edit everyone into brilliance. Half the writing is garbage. I'm just that's true. It is all <laughs> you. Um, so when I said there were many uh, brilliant minds, I really just meant you, Kirk. Uh, <laughs> All right, man. Thanks hey, thanks for, for having me, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. Brandon, let's try it again. What's up? Second time's a charm. How you doing, Kurt? Damn, Damn right. Welcome. Um, I was thinking about what you said about Maxi and uh, the injuries, hamstring injuries specifically, have always been like a curse to the Mavericks. Um. I remember, like, O.J. Mayo was out for a while, him, Harrison, um, Chandler Parson, and I think Devin Harris was always stuck with some type of hamstring. Harris, Harris did have some hamstring. It's just like when you're a super athletic guy, things like that are going to happen. I mean, it's just – it's Rob James Harden. I mean, it's effectively into James Harden's career. I feel – I mean, he's still playing, and he's still, you know, a real smart guy, but it's – Maxie's attributes are – you know, verticality and being able to deal with banging in the post. And if your hamstrings con like always under threat from being tight, it just, I don't know. It just worries me. I hope he's all right. I hope I'm overreacting. Yeah. But sheesh. I mean, you think about, I mean, how long it takes for people to recover when they do come back. A lot of those guys, they come back and then they go out for, you know, extended period. So I'm kind of like you, um, but that injury and then the injury to the white made me think, man, they're kind of thin on the big side. Um, somebody brought up New Orleans, but, you know, in a worst-case scenario, they really had to play really small ball and maybe slide Dorian over. Thomas Bertans, center of the future. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. Hopefully he'll get some some threes going. Uh, but uh, I, was, I was thinking about, you know, uh, Luca, and I know a lot of people have been, you know, um, speculating about, you know, what he could do in the future um, based off his body language and everything. And me personally, I feel like, uh, you know, just being optimistic, I have to take him for his word. He says he want to be a Mavericks. So I just had to, you know, kind of trust on that. And I was just looking at, you know, probably I guess the best uh, comparison of somebody that's loyal outside of Dirk is, you know, um, I mean, Paul Pierce, even though he went to the Nets, he was, you know, a Celtic for an extended period of time. And, you know, he has some really tough years, uh, but, you know, he pretty much stuck with it. And, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, Luca kind of, you know, does the same thing, you know, try to try to wait it out and see what what could happen. Um, and I mean, I just kind of hope he has a, a legacy like Paul Pierce as well, because, you know, they got the same body type. Sure. They both play that same, same slow motion. I mean, they're, they're pretty much the same height, same weight and everything. Both play that slow style of ball and. That seemed to work well for Paul, you know, not being really, you know, playing above the rim kind of was good for his knees, you know, even though he had a couple, lot of back injuries, you know, kind of like Luca, but um, he preserved himself well by shooting threes and just 
you know, body in those guys. So, um, you know, hopefully, you know, Luca takes that, that role and, you know, um, everybody's pretty much quiet in a couple of years whenever, hopefully when the Mavs get their stuff together. Well, you know, I think this season is going to, you know, I, I was feeling very dark about it last night and I might be feeling dark about it tomorrow night, but I see it. I sort of see a path if, if they sort of abandon what kid wants to do and do what the strengths of the team are. I don't necessarily think it means they win a playoff series, but I think they could be top six in the West if they just go try to beat everybody on offense. Take, oh, kind of like a um, pretty much what Phoenix used to do whenever they just run I mean, dudes I, off. The I'm, I'm the the team in my mind is like the 2000 to 2003 Dallas Mavericks. I mean, the 2003 yeah. Mavericks should have, should have won the NBA title, but where you know that's a different story for another day. But they yeah. were so they just you know they were awesome on offense. Yeah, they they were really awesome on offense. Um, they were they were young too. Well, I take that back. They weren't very young, but they had a lot of they had a lot of scoring power. Yeah. Um, on on that team too. But I mean, to me, I'm just like when you look at that team, I kind of wonder if kid is kind of looking at it like, what are these guys? You know what I mean? What can they do? Kind of how they put you know Frank in today, and he he kind of showed up. I wonder if kid is kind of like, let me see exactly what I have because. Those guys are really getting a lot of garbage minutes, and that's pretty much the sample size that, I mean, for me, that's the sample size I've seen is garbage. Outside of the playoffs, it's garbage minutes for um, Frank and Theo whenever he was there. So I kind of wonder if kids is like, let me see what we got, because um, from an outside view, I mean, it just when you look at the score, when you look at the box score, you just see Luca and a couple of guys here and there scoring 20. Right. Yeah. Well, well yeah. thanks for uh, joining. All right, thanks, Kirkman. Take care. Talk soon. All right, Rain, you're gonna we're gonna give you one more try. What's up? How's the audio now? There we go. Welcome. Oh, it's great to have a win. Yeah, I can have a good evening for once. That's right. Uh, playing good players, you know, gets good results. Um, I'll say I didn't mind Frank's minutes so long as he wasn't dribbling the ball and trying to play make. Yeah. I think the lineup where they tried Luca Wood with three defenders on the floor with um, was it DFS uh, Reggie and uh, Nilakina and even the lineup where Tim Hardaway was in for Reggie didn't didn't play terribly the, off the defense didn't look too horrendous now, this is also Portland, who are you know, not necessarily playing the best at this moment or in this game. But so, so before this yeah. game, their last six, they were five and one with a point differential north of twelve points a game. They were kicking the shit out of people. So this this feels like a pretty, it feels like a strong victory when you think about it in that context. But the Mavericks just seem well, to own them. I take back that previous statement. Then holy shit! I was, yeah. My, it was way off in my head. Maybe I just assumed, oh, the Mavs are winning. It must be a below 500 team. Like, that's what I yeah, think. I well, look at them and I'm like, it's the Blazers. And they're, they've won 16 games. Yeah. And, uh, I, I was on Reddit about five minutes before the start of the next the third quarter. And someone put up a post saying, what is it going to take for uh, what to start? And I immediately commented, for power to get injured, and about five minutes later, I'm like, "Oh shit!" Uh, 
<laughs> I didn't actually want him to be injured, um, but you know, all hopes and prayers that he's going to be fine. I do hope they rest in the next game just to give him a little bit of rest and maybe to start with. But on the other hand, we just saw that the Cavs are not a good matchup for Christian Wood. Having two guys over six ten to get in his way is just not a recipe for success with Wood, and I'm afraid that we will finally get Wood starting with Luca, and it's not going to go well, because it's a particularly bad matchup, and that's just going to be his ammunition to go never again. See, I, I, I just... Wood, Wood is slight, and what I want... So, he's a little under... under, under not even, He's not undersized. He looks he's really small. Skinny. He's skinny for a big yeah. guy, and and they bullied him a little bit. And I would hope that if he's playing the same team twice in a week, he'll come back. He'll look at whatever game tape they had and realize he needed because he played with a lot of force tonight. I mean, Nurkic yeah. is a big man, and he abused him both like and not just by being like quick. He went into him in a way that was really impressive, and I hope carries over for the second straight game. Well, maybe his timid play comes from Jason Kidd being a fucking terrorist and just torturing him and waterboarding him to not making mistakes, and he's afraid to attack the basket or lose the ball. Um, but, I, you know, it's a win. I'll take it. They got to rest Luca and some starters. When was the last time that got to happen? Um, I mean, I'm going to be honest. The, the Luca dunk, because the last time we saw Luca dunk, I was like, oh, shit. The vibes are too good right now. Something's gonna go drastically fucking wrong. Yeah, and uh, well, it didn't. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. I'll uh, let someone else up to speak. Thanks, bud. Talk soon. All right. Let's go, with Brantley. What's up, man? Hey, Kirk. How's it doing? It's good. Good. Come a little closer, to Mike. We'll look for the green ring around your name to light up. That'll tell that your your audio is coming through well. All right. Can you hear me? Hey. There we go. All right. So I want to talk about two end of the bench players tonight. Mark Cuban and Tony Romo. Who? Who? who oh yeah, exactly. So the the first thing is Kimball Walker. Um, so first about him, the open catch and shoot three for Luca that he got for him tonight was one of my favorite plays of the season because no one else in the team can do that. That's true. And. It reminded me of something Bill Simmons was talking about last week, actually, where he said the Mavericks should use Kemba like the Celtics are using Blake Griffin, where they Once play him, where they play him one game a week mm. and play him twenty-five minutes in that one game. I mean, he looked really good. Yeah. I, I, it was never a question of his talent; it's a question of pain tolerance, and. It wouldn't like I don't expect him to play tomorrow night at all, for example. So maybe there maybe there's something to that. Yeah, because he he can provide, but he can't provide often. Right. Yeah. And then the second the second thing I want to talk about was McKinley Wright, who has not played for the Mavericks this season. And I have nothing against him, but I think with the injuries to Maxi and Dwight Powell, potentially, the Mavericks might want to use that second two-way contract on a big man. I mean, 
it's interesting you bring this up because when I saw that they gave their second, like I liked McKinley Wright's play a great deal, but I always thought it was a little bit interesting to give the second contract to a guard for a team, you know, and, and it goes both ways where it's like on the one hand, well, yeah, the Mavericks need another ball handler, but then you, it's just sort of in, with hindsight in mind, it feels sort of obvious. Like why didn't they sign another big to that position? And I, honestly, it's just because the league is so damn guard and, and wing driven. That's got to be part of it. I, I wouldn't, I'm sort of worried that the Mavericks are going to make a bit of a panic move for someone, but I just don't, you know, you're listening to the various NBA trade podcasts with people who actually have their pulse on things. And it seems like the Mavericks are, are kind of looked at as a team that will go do something, but like, who's out there? What do the Mavs have to give? Like they, they cannot in their right minds trade another first round pick for anything. So it just, it feels like right now that, that maybe they're going to go bargain hunting. I mean, someone made a horrific joke in a chat that I'm in. Hey, Hassan Whiteside is still out there. Um, I just, I don't know what they're going to do because they do, they yeah. need depth. The, they're, they're the one that really makes sense is Cal Kuzma is on an expiring deal and he is not going to resign with the wizards. You think for the Mavericks? I I think that the Wizards are going to give him up for less than most people think they would. Mm, interesting. I don't think he. I think he wants to be the man on his own team because he's already gotten his ring. So it's like I don't think he would really want to play with Dallas. That's just my opinion. But I I, like, I, I agree. Player. I agree. I don't think he would resign with Dallas. But oh, I, see I what think saying. he's. I think he's getting traded somewhere this mm. season. Because the Wizards are in a bad place. That's an interesting thought. I'm really giving him much thought just because I don't I don't know what. Number one, I'm garbage at trades, but number two, I just wonder what they would actually give for him. I saw, yeah, I mean, I saw a um, a Dwight Powell and Josh Green for Kuzma trade God, from someone outside of the Mavericks. Holy shit! Everyone in here would riot at that. God, they fun. would, but it makes sense. That would be funny. I don't even know how to feel about that one. Well, I like the the flames on it. That'll that's that's just something that's going to get people talking. Yeah. But well, uh, yeah, that glad, glad we won the night. It's to make right. whatever happens tomorrow feel a little bit better. At that's least. that's true. That's true. All and, right. Well, and the Cavs had a very close game with the Pacers tonight, so they're going to be tired tomorrow more than the Mavericks that's will. That's a good take. Well, thank you for joining, Brantley. Thank you for having me. All right. Talk soon. Come. All right. Coming up last, my man, Micah. Mike always sends me a DM wondering when the hell I'm starting this thing after, after Mavs game. So hit the unmute button. Tell us what you got, buddy. Hey, what's going on, Kurt? Just, uh, you know, enjoying the fact that the Mavericks won. Yeah. Nice win. Um, much as I enjoy the win, man, I've been watching the NBA for like, over 30 years now. Are the Blazers just forever cursed to be the team that makes you think they're contenders and quickly remind you that they aren't? I mean, I certainly think so. I certainly think so. Dame Lillard is such an unbelievably talented player, but 
I mean, when was the last time a team won? Like, it's got to be like the 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 friggin' Pistons in nineteen like eighty nine or whatnot when they won with Isaiah Thomas. Like, winning with a, a small guard as your best player is just hard. I mean, well, not just not just one, but two. Like, I mean, yeah, that's the only like I was trying to think back through history, and that's the only small backcourt that I could think of that won was. Isaiah and Joe Dumars. Like, Joe Dumars was undersized. I think he That's was true. like 6'3". Like but other than that, I've, I've never seen it work. And I don't know if it works in today's NBA when you got wings that are at the point of attack. They're just giants. Like, you know, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, coming off the wing. And I don't know. It's just easy to pick on guys like that. Yeah. But their their other backup guard, or not backup, um, what's his name? Young man just signed an extension of a deal. Um, Their their other their other guard is is also a small player. And yeah, every Simons. Yeah, Simons. He's really he's amazing. But it's just like the the team is built to sort of help play defense around those two. And then Luca comes in and just detonates on them because no, none of those guys are good enough to defend him. I mean, who is? But it was it was kind of painful to watch. Like he just abused them. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Nurkic is still terrible on defense. Yeah. And oh, Eubanks is atrocious too. And that's that's the thing. Like, look, I I, I know we don't have the personnel and. It's just something that costs you in the playoffs sometimes. You can win a lot of regular season games, like just have an explosive offense and being mediocre in defense. But, but like you're saying, at this point, just get get to the playoffs. At least have something, you know. That's right. Well, you got anything else for us? And that dunk was so nasty. Oh, like, God. Yeah. That was a fun one. Like he's he's had some wild dunks. But still, look, even though it's old Dwight, I, I still love that one where he put, put Dwight on a poster last season. Who were the, what team was Dwight on last year? I'm trying. People are mentioning it. I didn't want to. Dwight, I don't remember the dunk. No, 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 no. This must have been like two seasons ago. Then I'm thinking about. Was he a Lakers? He was with the, he was with the Lakers when he when it happened. Uh, Okay, I remember this now. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. That was definitely a good one. But he's right, like, oh, anything else my. for us? No, that's about it. All right, I appreciate you, uh, you, you know, uh, sending me a message. I, I always want to do these. We get to them as quick as I can, but I got to tell you, I always crack up when, you, when you're when you like, hey, when are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. I'll see you tomorrow All night. Right, right. Hope. Absolutely. All right. Have a good one. All right. Wonderful. Great win. Shout out to my man Charles in the chat who sent me a message that, that he thought the Mavs were going to win after the uh, the guy playing the violin to uh, for the national anthem. Everybody be good. We'll talk a little tomorrow night. Um, look for podcasts. Come to the site. Do all that good stuff. Uh, everyone have a, uh, have a great Saturday. We'll talk tomorrow. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.